It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. still tuning in 36 games into this Premier League season listeners why just why why are we still talking about Chelsea 36 games into this Premier League season when nothing matters really oh god anyway you're here you're listening so let's talk about some stuff that's happened in the last week to talk about that stuff that's happened in the last week or so I'm joined by Patrick Larson Pat how are we doing doing well Nick um despite the result uh I think we're all ready for the season to kind of be uh done and dusted but um as I'm sure we'll talk about, at least Arsenal is not winning the Premier League, right? Yeah, indeed. That's the best thing to happen this weekend. Unsurprisingly, it's not. It's something not relating to Chelsea. Shock horror. Um, as I always do with guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. Pat, tell people where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, um, I, I've i not been doing it as much lately, but, I, but I'm trying to get back to doing consistent like match reviews, match previews on... Um, on all things Chelsea, which have not has not been a really rosy thing to do recently, but you can find me at um, at PTP underscore COYB, and I just try to keep keep it positive as much as I can about Chelsea, as challenging as that can be these days. But you know, I just look despite the horrible season that we've had, I still absolutely love this club. I love a lot so many people in the community that still make that you know that that still make it worth being on the FT and. Um, you know, hopefully brighter days are ahead and um, still there's never going to be a time that I don't love this football club. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. You can check the description if you want to follow Pat. Right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Chelsea's game first before we can talk about other things. Chelsea lost 1-0 to Manchester City's B team. Um, Yeah, whatever, really. At this point for me, um, Julian Alvarez scored the goal. Sarah and doing Wesley Fofana gives a ball away. We're out of shape, and it's a good finish. And City go one nil up. And they don't have to work for it. And City probably have maybe a couple more shots on target in the game. If that, we won XG, people. We won XG. Yay! Um, uh, isn't isn't that a pattern for us though? 
Yeah, I know. I we, I don't <laughs> think we won XG by much, but still we won XG. So yay. Um, yeah, lineup interesting. Three to back, Kai and Brahim. You saw the two second players, Madueke and Mudrik on the bench. Yeah, like whatever. Again, like frustrating. Doesn't really make sense. I'm kind of past the point of caring at this point. Um, we lost. We were we didn't really show up till about 30th minute in this first half. From then on, we were okay. We played some decentish stuff. Ruben went on a you know Ruben had a nice drive in midfield. Madueke when he came on was decent. I thought Sterling the second half was probably our best attacking threat. He tried stuff. Had a shot cleared off the line. It was flag for offside. Would have been a tight call, but is what it is. Pat, just give me your thoughts on that Man City game. Just a pretty on you know just a bit of a non-event really yeah i mean going into it i thought i definitely thought that chelsea was going to get touched but um so so as far as the result as as far as the result stands i thought it was better than i probably thought it was going to be if i'm honest and um i agree with you it was from about the 30th minute on that you know that we started playing um because before that city was just cutting us open as you said city's b team was cutting our our first choice team open and um on that goal, it seemed like there were more uh, light blue shirts in the box than there were uh, Chelsea shirts. And um, it's, I mean, nice goal by Alvarez. I mean, we know that he's clinical and he can do that. But um, I guess you could say it's encouraging that in the second half we had um, that we had chances to score and we almost we almost got a got a goal at the at the death. But uh, if it weren't for a block by Phil Foden, um, but. Um, I think it was Phil Foden at least, but um, it was. Uh, I'm 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 ty- I'm kind of tired of saying it's encur- of saying that something's encouraging when it's the same thing each yeah, and every game. There's nothing I mean, really because, encouraging, is there? We're, we're clutching no, not, the straws well, here. not really. I mean, you can say we played some good stuff. We can say that we created chances. Our xG was was fairly good, but if we're not oh, putting it in some, the net, it doesn't yeah, matter. I'm, I'm sick of mentioning we won xG. Yay! Whoop yeah. I mean, because at the at the end of the day, it, you know, it's the goals that matter, right? And then exactly. even in the second half of the season, the whereas the defense, I thought the first half of the season, and even into the second half of the season was was fairly solid. I feel like we've been cut open a lot recently, and yeah. there's I've, there's a I lot of miscommunication. I, I think I might coincide with a with a managerial appointment. Uh, unfortunately, as much as I love a man, the defense yeah. is not a is not not the strong suit. No, it, no, it's not. And, and there's a, there's a history of that now with Frank's, with Frank's teams, but yeah. um, yeah, but it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's nothing that I didn't expect. I mean, city are champions for a reason. They, they play, they play really, really wonderful football. If you're, if you're a neutral and um, whereas I don't, I don't get great joy in seeing man city win the title again, it's not Arsenal. So I'm, so I'm happy about that. Um, receipts have to be cashed in now with Arsenal supporters, and um, you know if at least we did at least we didn't play a part in helping uh, Arsenal win the title, right? So that's going to be my positive I take out of all of this. And uh, uh, even though even though it's a city city um, getting their trophy on the day that we play them, I'd much rather see that than seeing it on a day that we played Arsenal and the same thing happening. So um, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I say let's bring on the end of the season. Can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. Um, with that defeat, it meant Chelsea have lost 15 Premier League games this season. 1-11, drawn 10. Their joint highest tally in a 38-game season in the competition. Also 15 defeats, which is in the 1997 
98 season again just kind of sums up how poor we've been pat look there weren't many positives but i do want to focus on one lewis hall to be fair because i think it'd be very easy to given you know just the general mood around us to to kind of be just gloss over dismiss it lewis hall i thought was was pretty encouraging the left back before he dealt with riyad mares um fairly well and you know he was decent decent attacking threat just a you know encouraging performance from him and it's he in a season where there's not been much his performances while there's still obviously you know room to improve and there's been certain you know areas in some games he's a young player and that's been you know something nice to see we don't know how big a role he'll have moving forward you know whether he'll go on loan or whatnot but it's just been nice he's sort of been a, a decent positive from this season with very little positives I completely agree. When Lewis Hall has been given a chance, he's not, he's definitely not looked out of place. Yeah. There's been mistakes along the way, but he's a young player. You know that that's going to happen. And certainly he hasn't made any more mistakes than any of the other established first team regulars. And he's, he, like I say, he's not looked out of place. He's been, he, he's been good going forward. I felt like at times today, he felt like he had to take it on himself because when he put a cross in the box, there would be nobody there. And you know, there'd be no one, there'd be no one in that, in that penalty box to try to, to try to put it away. Um, I think he was probably a little frustrated by that and I can't blame him for that, but yeah, I thought he was, I thought he handled Mara as well. And I think he, I think he was really in a, a, a threat going forward and, you know, I, I hope that there's more opportunities for him ahead because obviously he must be training well, if he's getting, getting a few starts here and there. And um, yeah, I mean, he, I agree with you. One of the few bright spots of this season and it's good to see at least one of our academy guys getting in to get some minutes, um, especially especially from the from the start. And um, I don't know if, if uh, I would love to stay, see him stay here because I don't think he's he had looked out of place. But whatever is going to help him develop and is whether that's alone or whether that's staying here, um, I think that he has a future at Chelsea for sure. And if he if he keeps working hard and he keeps earning his place like he has been. I mean, I, I think he's I think he's going to be a player that could um, really do a job for this side in the future. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, obviously, kind of touched on. Akala Mudrik and Noni Madueke don't start. I think not. Look, I it, as I said earlier, it does not fuss me, but we need to. We should have a conversation about it because it's obviously frustrating for a lot of people, and it is really doesn't really make any sense to me. I mean, Pat Noni Madueke certainly has been pretty good for Chelsea, you know, in these last few games as well. And just to not see him start against Manchester City, just like, and he and he comes on right at the 65th minute and he has an impact and he's already gets involved early on. Look, we can have a separate conversation about Mudrick who comes on and he doesn't really do much. Doesn't help if we don't attack down the left. We just tended to attack down the right when he was on. And earlier when he wasn't on the pitch, we tended to attack down the hall, on the, down the left with Lewis Hall, but it is. Is, but just kind of thoughts on Madawaki's absence because while I may be the part past the point of really caring about anything Chelsea related this season, it is obviously baffling still and a bit and frustrating to a lot of people why Nani Madawaki is not getting minutes and not starting. You know, he's not starting this game. It it makes absolutely no sense to me um, uh, because he's been one of the few players on the pitch that you really feel like like is 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 very direct and he's willing to go at players. Um, a lot of times we'll just, we'll make the same, it's a, it's a criticism that I've had for the last several years now is that we'll kind of dance around the box and we won't be, we won't be, you know, direct in our attack. 
We'll try to play the, sh- the, the safe short pass around the box. We'll pass it backwards. We'll pass it. We'll make sideways passes. But And, and then our wingers don't seem to have the confidence to take people on. Well, Nodi Madueke, you know, to me, is one of those players that will. And he comes on and he uses his speed to and he and he keeps the width. And I think he I think he I don't know what else he has to do to earn it earn a couple of you know starts on the bounce because I feel like he gets one and then he, you know, when he does get a the the odd start, he's back on the bench for like the next three or four games. So and I don't think I don't think it can be argued that anyone in our attack is like just making themselves a constant on the team sheet every week. So I don't I don't think there's anyone that's outplaying him for a spot. And I mean, yeah, Sterling was good for in the second half today, especially. And, you know, he was good against, I think he was probably, I'd say he was probably good against Bournemouth. But other than that, I mean, he's, I mean, there's been no standout that, that to me is just make, putting themselves first team on the team sheet every week. And if you were asking me any attacker that was, I'd say it was Noni. And, um, um, I guess we'll get into Mudrick, but um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, Madawaki came on and made an instant impact, and um, he makes he makes defenders uncomfortable. And I wish we'd utilize that more. And because if you don't, you're going to have a you're going to probably have a frustrated player on your hands. And that's the last thing that we need is to dent his confidence when he, you know, when when he's coming on and he's and he's making positive contributions to the side. Yeah, after three consecutive starts for Nani, he's on the bench and he'd been yeah. pretty good in all those three starts he has as well. So, look, baffling, that is to me. Mudrick comes on. I said Mudrick is just like, I mean, they're both incredibly raw players. I, you know, I'm kind of fine if not both start all the time, but certainly not having one of them for me is just not really, shouldn't really be happening. Um, Kai Abbott's up top again. Okay, whatever. Um, existed on that pitch for however long he was on. Pulisic replacing him at the end again, just like such a. I kind of keep forgetting that yeah, Christian Pulisic is still a Chelsea player. Um, he comes on. Uh, yeah, it's Carney Chukwemeka comes on. If a person who's not been allowed to go away to international duty, yeah, and he comes on for about ten minutes, and you know he, he was all right. It's ten minutes is quite hard to really judge a player. In that time, let's get into it because it's doing the rounds online. People are not happy with this quote, and I completely understand why they're not happy with this quote. Frank, when asked about Carney, said, you've got to wait your time and have to understand. I want him to get minutes, but I have to think about my job. I thought he did well when he came on. Frank, what job have you got to think about, my man? I love you. I love you, but what job have you got to think about? You're gone in two games. You're gone in two games' time. You're not fighting for any qualification for anything you're fighting for what finishing 12th or you know and hoping not 11th is probably the highest you can get that is kind of disappointing to hear from people that is very disappointing to hear if I wasn't so kind of numb to everything that's gone on at Chelsea I would probably be even more annoyed by it because you know because I'm this is an opportunity that we have completely wasted since he's come in Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously a pretty disappointing quote to read and just kind of sums up I guess all the ways how depressing this I'm oh, depressing strong isn't it because Chelsea been depressing all season pretty much but the second stint of Frank we kind of thought well you know he'll do he'll play the youngsters he'll kind of do what he did the first time around he'll give these guys 
be opportunities and we might lose games, but there might actually be something fun and nice about Chelsea. And it feels like we've really, really missed an opportunity since he's come in to really just build on much for next season, really. It just kind of feels like this interim time has been just a complete waste of time. And Frank has just been brought in to, I don't know, try and apply a plaster to a pretty deep septic wound. And it's just not worked. And this second time, dare I say it, is making people, I don't want to say, it's 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 garnering actually doing, garnering people some negative feelings towards Frank Lampard, which I thought would be pretty hard to do. But you kind of see reaction, you know, general neg- quite negative feelings towards Frank Lampard, which is, you know, just really sad as well. But it's kind of, you know, sort of his own doing, because why are you not playing these players? There's a lot there. Just go, just say whatever comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're. I think you're spot on with everything that you're saying. Um, I don't understand why Carney's not playing. I tweeted earlier about. And, Sorry, just and, on that as well. We've kind of heard him say Ruben Loftus-Cheek is probably off to AC Milan. Look, Ruben was you know quite was all right today. Fair play to him, but he's not here. Why are you playing Carney Chukwemeka over Ruben Loftus-Cheek? Nah. Anyway, just continue. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think that brings up an even larger point. I mean. Like you even sometimes you're seeing like Hakeem Ziyech, you know, coming in and I get that Frank brought him in and he likes Hakeem and everything else. But do we really think that if, if we, if we can get, if we can move him on, that Hakeem will be here next season. I mean, there are guys that are making the 18 that, that I would imagine are not going to be in, in the long-term plans of the club. So why would you not try to bet in some players and get them some Premier League experience, but we keep playing some of these you know, it's it's a lame duck manager, and I I don't mean that with any disrespect to Frank, but I mean he's coming in as an interim man, an interim manager, and he's he's playing really players that are kind of on a short, um, that that are on a short leash of time with the club. I think if we can if we can uh, move them on this summer, but it's it, it's been like a it's it's just been kind of a lame duck set of games, and it's I think the play the players are playing like they know they're playing under an interim manager, and they're and the ones that are playing aren't playing with a lot of pride and at times. And while, while we'll play good stuff every once in a while, it's the players that are out there, they don't even, they don't, all I ever ask for when I watch a Chelsea performance is that you play for the pride of the shirt. And so many times I feel like we just get run over and um, don't show that, don't even show like personal pride or club pride. And, and that to me is unacceptable. And um it's maybe some players that are more interested in moving on and instead of like instilling faith in the Academy or yeah, I'm not saying you're going to play 11 Academy players. That's not what I'm asking for. I still think I still, you still need to prove that in training that you're working hard to earn your place in the team. I, I understand that. But at the same time, I don't think that there's a lot of these established first team regulars that are doing, they're doing that either. And, um, why would you not invest in people? Because if you don't play some of the Academy players, they're going to lose faith and we're going to go back to that same reputation that there's no way you can make it at Chelsea. If you're, if you're in the Academy now, it, is everyone going to be good enough? Absolutely not. But th- I feel like there were opportunities that beyond Lewis hall to really, you know, bet in some of these young players and at least give them a chance to get some sub appearances or, you know, get the odd start here and there, you know, maybe just try out some things to see if we can find some solutions in house, but it's, it's just been frustrating. Every time a lineup is released, I, I get frustrated with who I see out there. The same players that put in 
three, three out of 10, four out of 10 performances are just back in the side the next week. And I feel like there's no accountability for your, for your performances. And it's, it gets frustrating to watch that because when you're, when you're, when you're taking your time to watch this team or for, for you know, for those of you that, that, that go to the bridge or travel in Europe to go and see them play, the least you deserve is to see a team that's really putting in the passion and support that supporters put in. And I feel like a lot of times that's not what we've seen. And I love Frank. I will always appreciate Frank, but this is, and this was one of the risks when he took the job. I think this has hurt his, his reputation as a manager even more in the short stint at Chelsea. Um, you know, and it hurts his future job prospects. It's certainly, certainly a Premier League level type job. I'm not saying you can't get a job in League One or Championship or something like that, but it, it, it's just one of those. It's, it, it's very sad to see because he's he's a club legend. He always will be. I'll always love him. And I'm not in the business of really, you know, having to go at managers, but, but I, but I am. I'm not afraid to be critical of decisions that are made. And some of the lineup decisions I've really been head scratchers for me. And um, at this point, I think I'm just numb to, to like you uh, at the results at this point, but I guess that's, I guess that's all the more reason why I feel even more passionately about giving some of these young players a chance. I mean, we know that we're not going to be in Europe next season and why not, why not give them a run out just for, especially might play maybe players that have been excelling at the academy level or, you know, in the under 23s, like give them a reward for, you know, at least, you know, for anyone that's been, that's had, had a good season. I mean, at this point, what what do we have to lose? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, exactly. Like, I mean, I know Madawaki sort of had fitness injury sort of issues in his career so far, but he's not played in like eight days. I don't, as a, again, baffling, decision not starting him you don't let Carney go away on the international g you've kind of got to have a plan from i think that plan has got to be involved even if he also means next against more than just cameo appearances off the bench to sort of really justify him look lewis hall is sort of like the one credit we can give if it's some credit but even then i mean to be fair there's also before family then even him in general this season he's sort of been weird just sort of sidelined from the team so from where the time in january onwards was also a bit bit odd as well but it's just yeah it just feels like this period of time has been a complete waste of time and I think people quite a few people are probably kind of chill with results like they probably not expecting much but I think kind of understandably they're really just disappointed with the players we're seeing put out there and I mean we're talking about it like we're talking about today Lewis Hall Noni Madueke are probably you know two of the better players I mean I mentioned as well a couple of better players on that pitch like these young players have been sort of the better players because they've actually got something to prove. You know, they've not made it in football yet. They're trying to make it. And we're just not playing them. And it's just bizarre. And it's just it's just a real shame because I don't think any of us saw it going this way under Frank because we'd seen what happened the first time and we thought we'd see the same again because he was under even less pressure than he was that first time around given the league situation we were in so it's just been a really yeah. really disappointing second stint in charge um yeah hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Pat, new manager, Maurizio Pochettino. I mean, terms have been agreed. We're still waiting for that to be announced. It feels like it's taking taking forever for him just to sign his name on a piece of paper and have dot however many signatures he needs to stop. But, you know, he is going to be the new Chelsea head coach. Just what are your thoughts, feelings are on that appointment? Honestly, I'm I'm good with it. I mean, at, at this point, we kind of have to realize that this job is a poison chalice at the moment. And to get someone with uh, with Pacha's pedigree in to try to take this job at the right for right now with the, with, with the job that's ahead, I think is a, I think is a real coup. And um, I think it might be a project that ju- that just suits him for this point in Chelsea's um, development. Um, he, um, what I've, what I've been reading about, like what he did at, at that, at that other, at that North London team, I don't even want to say their name, but I mean, just fostering togetherness in the team and, you know, he demands fitness out of the team and, um, you know he he'll play young players if he had he's had a history of playing young players if they've if they've des- if they've shown that they deserve to be in the team. Um, I like some of the players that he if I, if reports are to be believed about like the likes of, um, you know Mason Mountain some other players that he wants to build around. I I'm encouraged by that. Although that being said, Mason has not had a good season himself and has to improve. I want to be, be clear on that. Um, if he if he is to stay, um. But it might be. I think it's. I think it's an appointment that could work at this stage in Chelsea's development of of this team. Um, he's um, he, he's 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 worked in. A, I, I like the fact that he worked at a place like PSG, which you know is another crazy club in terms of personalities and everything else, and probably even more so at times than Chelsea is. But I think it takes a unique kind of personality to work in the Chelsea job, and I think he has enough of an individual personality that he's not necessarily just going to be a yes man to the owners. I, I do like that part as well. I mean, I think he's willing to work with people, but I also think he's not afraid to make his opinion known. I don't think he's afraid to disagree. So I think that, the, so all things being said, I'm not really worried about where he worked before. I'm only worried about what he does at Chelsea. And um, I'm, I'm in, I, I have, I am cautiously optimistic, I guess I would say, because as you know, it could go really right or it could go really wrong, but this is a, this is a big appointment for the ownership. They know they have to get this one right because while I don't think all the mistakes that have gone on at Chelsea are all their fault, they have made their share of mistakes there. That can't be, that can't be denied. And um, really I'm, I'm still trying to back them because all I want to see is success on the pitch for Chelsea. And um, I, I, you know, if pot, if Potch is the one that we finally get that confirmed, He's going to have my full backing and um, let's hope that he can uh, help turn this club around. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think if Mauricio Pochettino can do all right at PSG and also survive about five or six years at Spurs under Daniel Levy, which is comfortably the longest serving manager under him, then I think he should be able to do 
all right with Bowley and co but you know famous last words and all that we will have to wait and see um but yeah exactly I think he says good stuff at Pan and says you know trim the squad down and get him working with his squad in pre-season Chelsea have got actual you know a decent pre-season schedule bit you know less traveling than than last time so he gets his chance and hopefully we can just get fit and firing but it's crucial we get him you know that done so he's ready to take over basically as soon as the season season ends um yeah we've, we've talked about Chelsea Man City there wasn't much to say because you know anyone people watch their game they know there was not much to talk about that game is pretty uh, non-eventful we've you know explained our frustrations with certain things lineups etc um but the reason City were playing a B team is because Arsenal went and fucked it up well they've been doing and they've been going and fucking it up for the last few weeks and you know where is this party everyone where is this party that we've all been singing about for these for these many few weeks when Arsenal go and fuck it up you know I wanna where's my invite um They've, Arsenal have gone and messed up the Premier League title after spending 248 days on top. That's the most without winning. Premier, that's a whole 36 more days than second place. And Arsenal feature three times on this list on the top five for most days spent at the top of the Premier League. That is seriously, seriously impressive. And look, I know there was also a World Cup that took place in two, but that's, it. that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Arsenal were there. You know, they had Certain people were printing shirts of them at Christmas with them being top at Christmas. On the 1st of January, no team had ever had more points than them at that stage of the season and not gone on to win the Premier League title. I think after 16 games, they had 43 points. At that stage, no team had ever had more points and not gone on to win the Premier League title. And they went and messed it up. And Pat, Arsenal, in their best season in 20 or so years, are going to win as much as Chelsea in their worst season in 20-odd years. It's delightful stuff, isn't it, really? And it's just kind of, you know, ultimately, people, being a hater is also very good to be in sport because if your team is not giving you any joy, being a hater is a great thing to return to. Um, thoughts, feelings on Arsenal messing up. It's been... Chelsea have been miserable this whole season, but this last month has actually been quite delightful football-wise for me. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, I... I mean, I I know that I sound shameless with 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 Chelsea mired and what are we in eleventh place? But um, twelve, twelve, Crystal Palace. 12, I'm sorry, excuse me. I, I was trying to be a little optimistic there, but um, <laughs> but yeah, um, seeing Arsenal, seeing Arsenal just completely capitulate at the end of the season. I mean, you know, is it shameless for me to say at least we got a point against Forest? Um. <laughs> Well, anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah anyways, Graham, Potter, um, Graham Potter got a point against the mighty Nottingham Forest away in what was it December or January? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, Frank, Frank Lampard's Chelsea, you know, he also got a point last week against Nottingham Forest. I mean, Arsenal going to lose. We yep. were at home. It's asked Forest to shit away, shit away, but that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, you know, it. Um, that neither here nor there, but um, I, I uh, one of my favorite things I saw was um, I think it was at Christmas time when the AFTV guy was wearing the. Was wearing the yeah. Christmas sweater with the uh, w- showing the Premier League table with Arsenal at the top, and it's like that's a you classic set, example of you, of, of, of you like tweets that don't age well. Yeah, yeah, you like why, why set yourself up for this? You're you're you, Arsenal Football Club with a great respect. You've not done this. You do not have the you should there's you do not have a right to have this divine cockiness and arrogance. It's to show well, it, I, like I mean you I mean you you put in receipts. Now it's time for us to cash in on them, right? So it's um. I mean, AFTV, I mean, they're all, they're all kind of like playing it down now. They're like, well, we didn't really expect to win it or, you know, the, the oh, when city you get are so good. Position, when you get in the position they're in, you've got like... Even oh, you've got to finish the job. It, and if even if they were to lose it, like, okay, a tiny bit of sympathy with City going on an unbeaten run. But Arsenal could lose this league by 10 plus points. Like, and that, Yeah, I mean, that's not losing it. 
Like, and in history, not... this will just go down as City walking to a Premier League title in the end. Like, yeah. This Arsenal great season will just be forgotten about and all this challenging and progress because they, because in the end, no one's going to remember them really pushing City or challenging City because in the last month, they've just thrown it away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah, and you've got, and listen, you've got Champions League football next season. Congratulations. But at this, but, but I mean, what else do you have from it? You don't have a trophy to put in your trophy cabinet. You don't have, I mean, and for a team that was, in like around Christmas time, we're like you know in in every competition. Yeah, I mean, also, that, that they were in it, making you know being a good thing. Oh, going out the going out the league cup. Oh, going out the FA cup. Oh, going out the Europa League, giving you a chance to prioritize. What beautiful, beautiful, you know that, that worked out well, didn't it, lads? Yeah, it did. And um, you know, I, I know that Arsenal likes to, likes to count like Community Shields among their many trophies, and now they're not even going to be able to participate in that next season. It's a beautiful thing. So. So, right uh, singer at the end there, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> again, also, again, this just kind of shows how shameless we've got to be. But we are, we are trying to fill the time here, talking about Arsenal bottling the title. But you know, listeners will know that my weekends have not been made up by Chelsea results for the last month or so. They've not affected me in the slides. It's been made up by Arsenal and Manchester City results. Um, and hopefully, yeah. I'm not. Hopefully, you know, I don't have to experience this next season um, because it's not. It's not been fun. Um, but we we've got a happy ending. And that's all that really, really matters. Um, Pat, I think we've probably gone on long enough for people. We lost to Manchester City. It was a dead rubber. Like, basically, all Chelsea's games have been for the last couple of months. Manchester City are Premier League champions. So we've avoided, you know, the wonderful scenario of Arsenal not winning the Premier League. And also, as much as we probably like Manchester City to not win the Champions League, not because we have any strong dislike to them. They're Manchester City. They're probably the most harmless team out of the big six when it comes to having sort of any feelings of rivalry against them. But there is also the chance that, you know, if they were to win the Champions League, even that could complete a treble. And, you know, we know the, the fume that would cause on the red side of Manchester, which would also be something that we could, you know, love because they go on about how amazing the treble is and what an achievement it is. And then for City to do it. And, you know, that would probably, yeah, take you, a bit of a shine off, off that United achievement as you, well. So we can never have enough you, you of know, United you, in the mud. Yeah. And Nick, you you know you know uh, very well that I, that I would enjoy that. So oh, um, indeed, indeed, As yeah, you know, so. you know we can dream. Sort you know fours <laughs> are into whatever, like cool, yeah. whatever. Not really fussed to see win the Champions League, but United's <laughs> treble being in the mud would be very very funny. As I said, people being a hater, being a hater. That's what this season has reduced me to: being a hater. It's, being an, be, it's the only it, way to get joy out of football. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you said, it's. It's it's the fun of rivalry in football, right? I mean, we we build up our teams, and then when the team doesn't quite live up to it, you know, you know, there's a chance that you'll get cooked for it. I mean, that's that's just kind of the that, that's kind of the exactly. fun of that that's fun of the rivalries. And um, you know, if Chelsea wins, I'm going to be shameless. If teams that I I dislike lose, I'm going to be shameless. And um, uh, like anyone that's got a problem with that, I would say. <laughs> Like if the shoe's on the other foot, are you telling me you're not going to do it? I mean, it happens all the time. It happens every season. Yeah, this oh, was, yeah. Let's not. This was Chelsea blowing it. the. If it oh, was yeah, Chelsea blowing the title, just remember the reaction to Chelsea being hit with san- you know sanctions last year. Oh yeah. I mean, so, the fact not, that we wouldn't you know, even be a club. People love that idea. So you know, yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna we're but, gonna dish some. We're gonna. Yeah, dish well, the out. fact that we wouldn't even be here, right? I mean, people yeah. are trying to say you're not even going to exist because you're going you're, the, your club's yeah. going to be liquidated, and it's like, well, we're still here. Um, yeah. I mean, terrible season, but we're still here. So, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, and hopefully, we bounce back. I, and honestly, I'd rather. Part of me is almost like I'd almost rather 
I hate to say this. Well, I do not. I don't want to say I'd rather us finish in eleventh, but like, but to be so to be leading that long in the league, and then to lose it by what could be as much we, as ten yeah, points. We we don't I have mean, any real emotional damage to recover no, from. No, really, the season like was lost a long time ago. Exactly, exactly. It's been a very depressing season. Um, but we do not have to go through the hurt they've gone through, and also, I mean, realistically. The only difference between us and Spurs this season is Harry Kane as well. They're, they might well end up with no European football. We'll have to see. Or at best, it's going to be Europa Conference League. So, you know, oh, well, wow. So, yeah, none of our rivals, yeah, have, really, well, none of our and, rivals and honestly, have really done much this season. So that's kind of yeah. fun for me as well. Good and honestly, with the Conference League. graces of sport. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and honestly, when it comes to the Conference League, other than just really completing the entire trophy cabinet for Chelsea would be the only benefit. I'd almost yeah, rather exactly. have no Europe than, exactly. than just have to exactly. worry about the, the congestion of the uh, of the Conference League um, with our schedule next season. So let's see. Let's see how that affects the team next season. We, we don't know. So, yeah, no, indeed, indeed. Look, as I said, we lost to Man City. Everyone listening to this podcast probably expected us to lose to Manchester City. So, you know, what's there to be a surprise about, really? We got what was expected. Um, so, yeah, look, that's going to gonna wrap it up. It's kind of just gone on a bit of a nonsense tangent at the end. But, you know, you've got to kind of laugh and revel in other teams' misfortunes as well as a football fan, because otherwise, what's the point? Um, before we go, Pat, give yourself one last plug where people can find you. Um, yeah, again, if you want to follow me, you can you can find me on Twitter. At, it's at PTP underscore COYB. And Nick, I just wanted to say too, thank you to you for having me on and thank you for this podcast, because one thing I love about your, about this podcast that you, that, that you run is everyone's just real. Um, you give a chance for everyone just to kind of share their authentic views, good, bad, or otherwise. And um, you're consistent with it every week. And even whether we win, whether we lose, you're, you're, you're always coming out and putting out great content and um yeah, I know. I know. I'm not the only one that appreciates it. You have a lot of fans of this podcast out there, but I certainly appreciate it and and appreciate the chance to be on. And I appreciate the chance to get to listen every week. So thanks for all the great work that you do on this wonderful Chelsea podcast on that Chelsea pod. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. That's very very kind. Look, people, if you're still listening, I do genuinely. If you're still listening to the pod, then thank you. But I still genuinely question your sanity. Why you'd want to listen to Chelsea content this season? Still, like, why? Why are you putting yourself through this? We suck. You've watched a game of football. You kind of know what's going to be said and you still wittingly choose to come to this sort of every week and listen. Like, why? It makes zero sense to me, but I appreciate it nonetheless. As for us, we're on Twitter at that Chelsea Pod. Instagram, don't use it, but that Chelsea Pod, if you, you know, want just whatever on there. And yeah, we're on all your usual podcast platform, Fridays, Apple, Spotify, etc. If you like what you've heard today, give it a review. Yeah, cool. That would be nice. Until the next episode, keep the blue flag flying. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.